Welcome to Fear the Boot. My name is Dan. This is Brodor, and the effing door is still open. I <laughs> know, dude. My name's the Little Red Caboose. I ain't train games. You know what my problem with f***ing Pat? <laughs> Pat! God damn it, Pat! Okay. We had an agreement about the game on Sunday about goddamn phones. <laughs> and you and your wife are playing on phones. I asked you to put... She, I put mine yeah. down when you, you, you said did. so. You both did when I asked you to... So, so we have this game, right? And I'm running a game. And I said, I will run this game if no one plays with electronic devices. No texting, no Angry Birds, no whatever, right? So that was my thing you guys need to play with your phones all that sort of while the game is going on that's cool no drama no problem no whatever wait holy crap he's really recording this is the actual episode no and i and and this is this is my thing i lay it down right this is your fi hag this is my fi hag right so we did the prologue right we we made characters and i did a prologue there was role playing in the prologue there's some action scenes there's a fight scene and stuff Mm -hmm. And, and it kind of set the tone of the game. And this is your whatever blades or blades Bl- of whatever? Blades in the dark, yeah. Gotcha, thank yeah. you. And you know what? Nobody touched their phone. First game. Had a first game on Sunday. What do you think happened? You got out your drill press, and you collected <laughs> their phones at the beginning of the game and put them in the drill press? Oh, my God. I see Beth's... Beth is, like, talking to me, and she tilts kind of like... She, like, you know how you... You kind of lean towards somebody to talk to him. And what is on her screen in her hand is fucking Angry Birds. <laughs> and I'm like, I could either be a bitch and just start yelling and screaming, or I could be like, okay, you know what I'm going to do? Just going to mention something because we have a Facebook group where we kind of organize our games yep, afterwards. Hey. Right. And I'll just mention something later on in the week. Say, hey, guys, remember. We're not doing phones and electronics during the game. It's cool. Oh, my God. If she wasn't playing Angry Birds and you were texting the whole time and I'm just I was like, texting the whole time. No, you weren't. Te- no, no. And, and, and I will say in, in their defense, I'm, I was like in the middle of it. I'm like, because I don't want to make a big deal about it. And I understand that this is a new rule for us. Right. You know, people play with their phones through our games through a lot. <laughs> well, Dan, you're not subtle. Because he's like, like some of us are what you're doing. All right, like some, his, his, one his of us is so close to your mouth. God damn it, Pat. <laughs> one okay. of us. So the audience, so they understand how drunk we are, how much wine we had at dinner. All right, we one went to a winery. Yes. So Chad had this idea we should go to a new restaurant that was yeah. also a winery, and we were kind of. Up. So, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Now, what was going on right there is Chad's eating his mind. <laughs> and Pat, I swear, owes me for a forever stamp because he's like mailing his voice to the mic. He's like in a different zip code than the mic. And so I'm trying to adjust he's relaxing these... in his chair. I'm trying to adjust yeah. these mics, but it really is about as subtle as yeah. like. Yeah. He... And Dan is like, you, you, have you ever seen a live performance and you've seen the guitar techs in all black in the middle of a song. They're coming out. They're like adjusting a wire or tuning. something. I mean, not like in the background, but like the, the artist is playing something and they're like, like the puppeteers from the beginning of right, a view to a kill. And, and, and you as the audience are supposed to ignore them. Right. Imagine all, you, that that because... is your job is to ignore them. And that's what Dan is doing. Dan is like, 
moving the mic stand and every time I'm like dude yeah because Chad's impregnating his mic (laughs) (laughs) and Pat's apparently didn't even get visitation rights So, so, all right, so gaming things. I want to talk about, this is a bonus episode. For us not used to our bonus episodes, we're just, whatever. We don't talk about it. <laughs> Basically, God damn it, every, Dan. every other episode that Brodor is on is a bonus episode. <laughs> right, but Brodor, I, I want to hear this explained. Brodor Dan, hates train games. Hold on. What? Dan, you need to explain yourself. How's that? <laughs> just, period. Explain <laughs> yourself. Just, just, what the hell? <laughs> you order dessert. Yeah. And then you order Brodor's dessert. <laughs> and then you eat both desserts. Well, Brodor didn't want dessert, but Brodor wanted more alcohol, right? No, and Dan wanted more dessert and a little are, more alcohol. No, it was a win-win. You could not look at the waitress in the eye and say, ma'am, I want two desserts. I'm an American and I'm an adult. I'm getting two goddamn desserts. No, no, you had to order Brodor's dessert. And Can you and dessert. Pat reach some kind of I, I, middle ground with the mics here? <laughs> so, the two things we want to talk about this episode is, first off, Brodor, what is it with you and train games? They're f***ing boring. I mean, what the hell, dude? Don, I- publish. <laughs> Put this out on the feed. Train games are f***ing boring. I would... I would. So, I we talking all of them from, like, Ticket to Ride. Ticket to Ride is not, a, is train not a train game. Ticket to Ride is a set-matching, color-matching right. game. It's a Beatles song. It is not... You know, right. 1856 is a train yeah. game, and I'd rather just eat a fucking pistol. Okay. I do not ever want to play So we're talking like again. crayons Dan. and choo-choo. Sorry. Oh, they're the worst. Dan, let me, let me give Even you... Even Iron a, Dragon. Yeah, let me give you a different perspective on this, right? Okay. I, I, I don't disagree with him. So a couple of years ago, I was part of a meetup.com group, right, which right, is right. the St. Louis board game meetup group, right? Yes. Which is, in St. Louis, it's a very large very active group that is all over St. Louis, which is very wide and diverse and in a large geographic area. It is an incredibly active group, right? And all they do is play board games. Mm -hmm. In the groups within that that I play, because, you know, I only live in one geographic area, so I I didn't travel all the way across town to go to. So in this group in the south, because I live in South County, you don't get to the point fast enough. I will slap the smirk <laughs> off your face. <laughs> the point is, train games <laughs> suck. Right. So we went there. So here's the thing, is that there were all kind of people who wanted to play board games. Yeah. And one guy who wanted to play train games. It's a completely different genre. He's in the Chappaquiddick. He's in the Chappaquiddick. <laughs> and it's just like he would, he would suck. This is a bonus episode, right? Yeah, sure. He would suck your to play a board game. <laughs> I mean, and, it's I, not I, game. that was a problem with Marianne. She wouldn't, and that's why she's in the fucking drink now. Right. So, I mean, it's like that t-shirt. I'm not gay, but 20 bucks is 20 bucks. <laughs> right. So, I mean, everybody wanted to play all a diverse kind of board games. They wanted to play Power Grid. They wanted to play whatever. Like, all these different kind of games, but when you're like, hey, I want to play a train game like this guy would be, everyone would be like, oh, jeez, man, I don't know. As a sort of neophyte in this, I would be like, I don't understand the reservation here. I mean, it's... Can I say thank you for not saying noob? Yes. Like, I, like I'll suck it because you didn't say noob. <laughs> yes! But we have to play a train game now. Damn it! So everybody Pull would be... I, I, mean, st- I have steam over there. Real to riches. 
Eh, not quite. There is a difference. I don't understand what the difference is, right? I mean, I have played a four-reel train game that isn't Ticket to Ride, because Ticket to Ride is not a train game. Right. I mean, it's, it's no, like... No, it's a good game. It's a good game, yeah, it, that it has a train theme to it. Train game, like, what would you say train games are? What are some titles? Well, no, like I said, Iron Dragon, yeah. 1856 or 1862 or right. whatever, 1800. Yeah, blah, these blah, are the blah. kind of games that, that this guy wanted to play. Yeah, I'd rather with the one my dad has is that he Your likes. dad is super into trains. Oh, he is, yes. There are some people that were laughing like about. Like train spotting level train. Uh, no, because. Oh, like, I love heroin. Like station agent <laughs> yeah. Like station agent because yeah. yeah. yeah, he Station Agent. Is a good for movie. anyone who's not heard the story, I think I've said it on the show before. Watch Station Agent because it's awesome. He grew up in the 1950s alongside the Memphis Rail Yards, and so he's a huge train fanatic. And people got a kick out of it. Fear the Con, not the last one, but the one before the last. I guess what Fear the Con Seven, because apparently he ran some train games. And he has the actual like conductor's hats mm-hmm. and stopwatch. And this is all, by the way, this is not like I'm ordering this off of an Etsy store. Yeah, right? this is like the real like oh, authentic. He, yeah. he goes to these conventions and he gets the actual timetables and the actual stopwatches. I mean, these are real historical artifacts. I mean, that that's how into it he is. But he has one. I can't remember what it is, but I believe it's a I mean, he does certainly like Ticket to Ride. But sure. he also has it's one, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's one of the crayons and Choo Choo's games. Wait, you're bearing the lead here. People got kicked out of Fear the Con 7? No. Yes, because of the <laughs> train game. They got a kick <laughs> a out kick of out. Oh, okay. No. In oh, the, see, I was making it far more salacious. No. <laughs> In the no, entire, somebody did get kicked out yes, of Fear the Con somebody 7. did get kicked out of Fear the Con 7. But that's because he was drunk and sexually harassing people. He was people. playing the little red caboose, though, instead <laughs> yeah, of the game. Exactly. <laughs> that's the problem. We've said it before. We'll say it again. If you're the con, does not have a whole lot of rules or a whole lot of security. But if you cross them, our response is going to be pretty swift, brutal. Yes. We will make you play a train game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We will chain you down and make you play a train game. So the topic for today's show, which is... Oh, sh- topic? This is probably going to be a negative episode because... Oh, it's not that bad. Come on what? now. Negative? We haven't even gotten into Blue Flower Prolat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I've got some videos to put in the show links. All right. So I want to say something nice and then say something horrible. But before that, I'm going to say something trivial. Is this your cancer joke? No, it's not my cancer joke. <laughs> that was a metaphor. That was really good. That was very funny so, and totally inappropriate. <laughs> so... I want to say something that's kind of amusing. A couple episodes back, I was talking about people that everyone has their gaming whale, and I said my gaming whale was a mammoth die. What? what I'm sorry. What is a gaming whale? A gaming whale is most people, not everyone. Yes, I realize you're anti-product man. No, no. I mean, I just don't know. I don't know what you're okay. talking about. Well, what a gaming whale is is most people have something in their gaming collection mm-hmm. they spent more on than they should have. Nobilis. Okay. Oh, Vanilla Face, high five. I, oh. I have a first edition Nobilis book. Wow. Okay, so mine is, I have on order, and it's being made right now, a D20 made out of an actual Honest God Mammoth Tusk. And Wow. Yes. And the reason... You know the Chinese are farming those Mammoth Tusk fields up in the uh, northern tundra with, like, chainsaws and explosives? Because there's, like... Hundreds of thousands of mammoths. Yes, out and, there, and that's and part, it's not illegal. And, and exactly. And what my, are you gonna do with them? My die right now is held up 
because they have to get a certificate. You, you, see, this is this is what gaming with. I know is. we're on a podcast and past making a phone call, yeah. but no, he, no, I'm, I'm. He's looking at porn. He's calling his lawyer. <laughs> what? <laughs> Pat, what? What is this? Have a little belly. <laughs> It's Teddy Kennedy singing Yalisco. Oh, God, I love the book. Fight Chappaquiddick. It's my favorite serial killer. He got, it's getting held up because they have to get actual certificates of authenticity, not right. to prove it's mammoth ivory, but to prove it's not elephant ivory. Yes. Because they have to get it certified now to show that it, it is only mammoth ivory, quote Have I unquote, told you my elephant ivory story? Because it's not actual, to show it's not part of like the illegal ivory trade. Yeah. Because it is made out of ivory, but it's not made out of the ivory of an existent species. I just want one of those f***ing umbrella stands made out of an elephant foot. <laughs> God. <laughs> the ivory <laughs> wow tell me your ivory story i'm aware i've seen <laughs> yeah you've seen it Dan i've seen, seen it, it yes before. my mother what she's retired now she's like 70 she was a travel agent she worked for pan am and uh actually there's a couple of interesting stories that she has about free airline travel because you work for pan am and she has been in like the 50s and the 60s in this woman has been in safari in africa by herself she has been touring in Moscow with her mother in the 60s in the Cold War. Just visited Lenin's tomb, doing the tourist thing. She has been all over the world. My mother is a strong, independent woman who doesn't take from nobody. Anyway, she, ha- she went to Africa on safari by herself. She traded with uh, native. Uh, I was about to say Native Americans, but they are totally <laughs> not Native Americans. No, no, not even vaguely. Not even <laughs> close, right? Uh, she she traded with Native Africans. I think Zulus for African lion hunting spears, which I own now, which are as awesome as they sound. And she also has carved elephant ivory. Before the ban, it's pre-ban ivory, and uh, I mean it's like carved into a little scene and stuff, and it it is shaped like an alligator. Like the point of the tusk is the alligator's tail, and the other end is the alligator's mouth. It's carved. It's very, very cool looking. But yeah, she has that. Dan, why are you looking up I Ching? Because I was looking at the I Ching, an I Ching book. Too. I know. Well, I was looking up I Ching yeah. because I was using my null coins. From Rare Earth Elements, whatever it's called, Rare Earth Foundry. I'll link in the show notes when I'm Again, sobered up. You yeah. chill. So, but I know they I love bought you. You know that? They have pictures of gnolls on them. Look, <laughs> if Playboy had pictures of gnolls in it, I would buy it just for the gnolls. But <laughs> would, that, would that be like six gnoll boobies? I, I think it's like eight or ten. I only own one Playboy, and it was the one that Charisma Carpenter from Buffy is in. Oh, yeah. Who's Charisma uh, Carpenter? She wow. played Cordelia on Buffy. Who's Cordelia? I've never oh, won. my I don't God. But have time for I this. want you to know, in the, in the three-coin I Ching method, the fortune for the Fury Boot listeners is Tails, Tails, Head. <laughs> but I can't find the chart fast enough for what that like means. Like those videos Pat showed us did. Yes. <laughs> All right. So for today's topic, the for this demonstration of your fortune, <laughs> for this negative episode, it is not a negative. Episode. Yes, with this amount of profanity, 
This is gonna are be you kidding are you, me? See, this is very positive. People are laughing. A, I know. It's going to be one negative. Fine. You negative, Nancy. This All is right. a positive episode. Fine. Man. I might have to at least put a, uh, what do you call it, a disclaimer before it. Shut up. Oh, that's my favorite. <laughs> I mean, seriously, claim to fame right there. <laughs> Being on an episode where there is a there is a disclaimer for right. the audience. <laughs> but, oh, that's amazing. That's like, me, you made my day. Let me tell oh. you a <laughs> Let me tell you a story. Tell us a story, Dan. With a moral. And then we're going to Is go, it a long <laughs> time ago? No, it's it actually may be. <laughs> yes. Chad, there was someone oh, that you shit. ran to. You don't have to remember this. Thank God. Just play along. <laughs> yes, I ran it. There yes. was someone that you ran into who was a fear of the boot. With a car. Sure. I hope not. Who's a Fear the Boot fan. Mm-hmm. And this gentleman, he was a Fear the Boot fan, and he worked at McDonald's. And Yes, yes. When he was talking to... No, he was not a Fear the Boot fan. He was a gamer. Okay, he was a gamer, but he worked at McDonald's. I thought and you didn't remember this story. <laughs> I do. I actually do remember the story. Stop because, ad-libbing. No. Shut the f*** up. Not because people yelled at me. People got angry with me because they thought I was being a dick to this. Story. And that's what I want to lead off with, is okay. saying that, look... If you wait, have wait, 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 tell the story. I don't even remember totally. I remember you ran into a gamer who worked at McDonald's, but he was all ashamed of the fact that he worked at McDonald's. He was all embarrassed by it. And I want to say right now, because this is kind of an important disclaimer to the episode or the the subject we're talking about here, is you have nothing, whoever you are, okay, whoever I'm talking when I say you, I'm not talking to you in particular. This is the undefined you, right? The theoretical you. It's yeah, me, isn't it? Sure. You have nothing to be ashamed of if you're out there doing an honest thing and Mm. making honest money. I don't care what you do. I don't care who you work for. I don't care how much you make. You don't have anything to be ashamed of because of your economic position in life. And so if you're a Fear the Boot fan, whether you're making millions and millions of dollars Unless you're that one guy who just jacked up the price of AIDS drugs, you're a cock. Oh, that guy needs to be slapped. He needs to be shot. If Assuming the, I realize people on the internet tend to lose their mind with no, questionable no, this facts. Is real. If it's real, this guy needs to be shot. Diazepam. I'm not... That's not diazepam. That's valid. I'd be losing my... Or, uh, no, it's... Uh, <laughs> it starts with a D. It's a, yeah, it's a couple... Uh, it's the... Point yeah, being, I'm not literally calling for violence against this man. Unless you interpret it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but down to, I don't care if you're living on government assistance, what I look, if you're doing your thing honestly, you know, you have nothing to be ashamed of. So don't ever think that in life. You know, if you're ever talking to any of us, don't feel that you've got to give some kind of disclaimer about what it is you do for a living. Because if you're out there striving, if you're out there doing your thing, that's totally fine. And yeah. you know what? I listen to Tom Jones, and I'm not ashamed of it. Good. Yeah. Hey, you know what? It's not unusual. No, it isn't unusual. You know what? $20 is $20. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, all right. So, the topic for today, and this is, once again, keep in mind, this is just us being... I have that vinyl. Obnoxious. I have, like, three Tom Jones vinyls, man. They are awesome. What's new? Dawn about, leaves the room. I'm about to throw it. my panties on you. <laughs> no. Uh, not that man. You know what? After all these years, Dawn and I finally have something in common. <laughs> I would leave the room as well. <laughs> but today's episode, I'm going to entitle Bro Poor. <laughs> because it's about Brodor's story of growing up poor and he like at dinner he kept trying to start telling these stories I'm like Brodor shut up he's like no no wait just this I'm like no we have a word for this 
Within the hosting group, we call this overtreading the topic. It's where you you do the topic. Well, it's what Dan calls it. Yeah, well, sure. All right. So here's the thing. Go wild. Is that is that it's not that interesting? Says you. It's done. Recording over. It's not that, <laughs> so here's the thing. Train games suck. I grew up poor. It's not that interesting. But all right, this starts with your dad being a lawyer. Well, all right. So here's what happened. All so, lawyers are rich, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. so here's John. the interesting story that's totally not no, interesting. Hateful and immoral, but not, <laughs> <laughs> but not rich. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I think lawyers are great. Lawyers are like cops, man. Like, everybody hates them until you need, you need one. Need one, yeah. And then they're the greatest thing in the whole universe. Yeah, but right. I need a cop. I just reach for my own gun. <laughs> so, so, so my dad my dad went to law school during the day yeah. and he worked at a steel foundry at night yeah. and my dad has large feet and, and he's long okay. what it's the only how the hell is this you asked for a bro door to tell it go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. your dad right? has huge feet the only the only it's the only white the only white guy that worked that worked on the overnight shift and he had these big feet he was kind of this doofy white guy and they called him brother foot anyway <laughs> so brother foot uh, okay brother it's brother too bad we already call you bro door <laughs> <laughs> so brother foot is working yeah. the steel foundry at night going Bro to law school yeah. day, right <laughs> so he ends up you know marrying this woman who was already well see i'm a, this is all screwed up because we've been drinking go ahead and, he has huge feet and he anyway, married a woman so so i'm totally so, engaged in this so, I'm so brother foot is already married to my mom yeah. and he's already got one kid he's going to law school blah 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 he ends up Joining a law firm in Salem, Missouri. And How many he, wives has your uh, father had? He's on number three. Okay. And they get better every time. Number okay. four, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> so, but he's he's old now. He's not going to go for four. Three is where he's going to stop, I suspect. Any which way. So he mm. moves to Salem and he designs a house and he builds a house and blah, blah, blah. And things are great. And then... He ends up moving to O'Fallon, Missouri, back before it was big O'Fallon, Missouri. It was just little O'Fallon, Missouri, kind of podunk, hick yeah. thing, sure. right? And he and my mom are together, blah, blah, blah. They end up moving from one side of O'Fallon to the next side of O'Fallon, and then they get divorced. That's and that's when things get weird, right? Because my How old dad. Are you? I was seven. Okay. Right. So I have an older sister. She's three years older than me. And I, I was, have. I was 19 when my parents got divorced. Oh, wow. So you like, you were so financially they, stable. They were married 21 years when they got divorced. So how does this huge feat figure into the story? Well, just, it was important. Just wait. It, it was just important. Wait, it was important that the listener knew that God my dad has it. These are feet. These and are then data he was points. called Brother Foot. Okay. These, okay. That's important. Data points. Okay. That, does that matter to your Come character? On. I'm sorry. No. Does it matter to what feats you took or what abilities you have Dan, or what spells you cast? this is why you are a terrible no. storyteller. You don't talk about the... <laughs> Chad. Yes. What's my According to the I Ching, yeah. Yarl gives you heads, tails, tails. That is your fortune. Excellent. <laughs> Brodor, continue. continue. I'm with you, brother. I... I don't even know what's going on now. Right. I don't know how this started. But basically, the point was... The apparently, that, they moved around O'Fallon and some Jerry Springer shit happened. Right, some Jerry Springer shit happened, and we lived like across the street from these people called the Shonies. It was my first girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. The point is, is that my mom was never around. Wait, Shonies, are we talking about a big boy? 
They did not. I'd say Shoney's. Are we talking about the restaurant, like uh, the breakfast Christine, buffet or Christine the Indians? Shoney, or? my first girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Did she have some big boys? <laughs> not at that point in her life. Oh. She's a bit young for that. Any which way. So my dad's off doing his you little thing and doing his way? single really? thing. And my mom is being my mom and stuff that I probably shouldn't say on the episode, drug addled whore. But fair enough. <laughs> Train games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, uh, so the point is, she was pulling is that trains. she. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. $20 is $20. <laughs> the point is, is that that's exactly it. $20 is $20. We didn't have a lot of money growing up, and it was gross, and it was poor, and I had to walk to school every day, and that's where the so, first time I saw a car on fire was when I was walking to school, wow. and it wait, wait. sucked. Slow down, Brodor. So your dad was a lawyer. Yeah. Why was he poor? Was he not working as a lawyer? Was he making no money as a lawyer? He's going to law school. So here's he, the here's here's the thing. Here and it's the perfect storm of my ignorance is okay. that I was a little kid. Yeah. Right. And he just wasn't around. It wasn't that he didn't love his kids. It's just he was my mom was my mom and he was not participatory. Does that make sense? Yes. So if he had money, I don't know. I don't know what my mom <laughs> did with the money. <laughs> but we didn't have a whole lot of it. Okay. And it was hard. It was hard. So your mom may or may not have been snorting and smoking your money away. Uh, I allegedly. Who, allegedly. Who, who can tell? According to Gnarl. <laughs> wow. Your mom is heads, heads, heads. Yeah, yes. that's about yes. right. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> this is the first time I felt bad for the woman. <laughs> She's not here to defend herself. The point is, is that it was... When it was even, even a Knoll's like, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> it was rough growing up. We didn't, okay. We didn't have a whole lot. I'll take your word for that. Dude, and, because... All right, so lo- what was your worst you Christmas? Space camp. I no, went we to know. space camp. Yeah. What was your worst Christmas? What? Did you know that uh, that Dan and I both went to space camp? What? Space Academy. And I know. So... Here's the thing, Dan. When you tell people that you went to Space Academy, they don't know what you're talking about. Because Space Academy is the more advanced version of Space Camp. But because of that movie, people only know Space Camp. Yes. So I have to tell the plebs that we went to Space Camp so that they know what about that. Yes. The point is, and here's what was really cool about it. Dan had the bigger yard. I had the swimming pool. We both went to Space Academy. Yep. Yeah. So here was the cool thing about about growing up. Okay. I wish the my, podcast could transfer Pat's face to the the loyalists. Oh, my my extended family uh-huh. was always so good about making sure that we had something right. Mm. So, for example, when I was going to Catholic school, it is my understanding that my great grandmother was paying for us to go to Catholic school. We were going to to uh, to a private school, okay, and mm-hmm. it was being it was being paid for, right, right. Matt, that part was cool. We never went without. Ends always got met. But you could feel struggle, right? You could feel the tension, the anxiety. My mom was working two, sometimes three jobs. She wasn't around a lot. And when she was around, it was particularly difficult. My parents were not born wealthy. And I can't say that they were wealthy in the fact that they were... uh, I mean, my parents are not millionaires, right? We weren't fabulously wealthy. My dad just, he was a Brock's truck driver. Brock's candy, Midwest here is candy truck driver. And uh, he got, from that, he got into the food brokerage business. This is a salesman who sells pallets of food to grocery stores, right? But your dad was born for this. Yes, yes, he was. I mean, we're talking about a man 
who could sell ice makers to Eskimos. Yeah. He is extreme. His dump stat is everything except charisma. And he just exudes charisma. Yes. The Eskimos understand that the artificial, the man-made ice is better than the natural ice. It is. It yeah, absolutely for is. sure. Totally. And as I said before, my mom was a travel agent, so she had steady income and such. But uh, they didn't start out wealthy. In fact, they were really broke when they had me. And my mom tells stories about how it's like, okay... Today is the day that we go and buy groceries. Okay, well, let's drive to the grocery store and buy the groceries. And then they're like, well, let's stop and, and get some dinner at this restaurant. Okay, we'll stop and get some dinner at this restaurant. And then they get dinner at the restaurant, they get the bill, and my dad pays the bill. And then they go out to the car, and my dad says, we just spent our entire grocery money for the week on this meal because we're terrible with money. And... So now we have to make do with peanut butter and crackers and the leftover eggs that are in the refrigerator and just the bare crust of what's left. Yeah. And, the, the, you know, it, it's so... And I was a little tiny kid, so to me, this wasn't like, oh, man, it's so rough. It's so it's like, yay, I get to have jelly and crackers. I love it. See, and that's what I'm talking about, yeah. is that in retrospect, as an adult, you can recognize what right. it was. So it was scuzzy. Yeah. It was gross. It was dirty. Mm -hmm. It was nasty. It was neglectful. But you made do. But you made do. My right? parents as were neglectful. So, right, so Brody, here's my question for you. This is a rather direct question. What was the worst Christmas you ever had? And there's a reason I'm asking this. I'll tell you a story when, when you answer the question. The Christmas I got a Nintendo and didn't get Legend of Zelda. <laughs> oh, my God, my friends. <laughs> I'm like, asking the poor kids. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, and here's the thing that I will say about, about my extended family is that I don't remember a bad one. And that's why the yeah. story is not particularly yeah, interesting. Yeah, okay, because the, re the reason I ask is because I dated a woman who had kids and just... <gasps> Actually, I dated two of them. I have kids. <gasps> Carl's not one of them. But <gasps> <laughs> sorry, don't say any more. I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the most heartbreaking stories she told me and this this was an honest story. This was not her trying to play off my pity or whatever. Uh, was she told me that there was a Christmas where she was so flat broke, she's single mom time, that all she was able to do was to get each of her kids one matchbox car. That was it. It's all the money there was, and. That's true. I don't know why, man. That really bugged me. Like that really, it's still to this day. And this was like 20 years ago that I heard this story and it still eats at me to this day. You know, I realize everyone's got their different backgrounds and material wealth is not the end all be all of human existence. I mean, I get that. My parents were firmly middle class. They were mm -hmm. not well off. I think in terms of what they actually did, they would be considered professional middle class. But in terms of income, they were probably closer to working middle class. I don't know exactly because I'm, I'm not real good at translating 1980s dollars to today's dollars. One thing I did find out is I had always assumed in my mind, I basically striate the world into nine classes, lower, lower, middle, lower, upper, lower, lower, middle, up, middle, middle, so on and so forth. But the way the federal government does, at least the U.S. government does, is it only splits the middle class into two groups which is the working middle class and the professional middle class. Mm -hmm. Now, in my adult life, I am firmly in the professional middle class. I'm a computer programmer, and Carl's a business analyst. 
and I won't give our tax information here on the air, but the point being is that if you look at the government statistics and their outlines... You are double income, no kids. Yeah, we're dinks. He's a dink. I we're know, dinks, right? Yeah. See, I'm, Bastard. A, I'm an O-hink. Uh-huh. I'm, <laughs> one I'm, income, I'm, no kids. I'm a one and a You're half incomes, no kids. <laughs> yeah. You realize that works out to an oink. Yes, <laughs> I am. <oink. laughs> one income, no kids. But, well, no, my, my, I have a half income and my wife has a regular income, and so right. we're one and a half. Right, all right, but... The point being, though, that growing up, yes, there were corners we had to cut. There were some things other people experienced I did not. Our most exotic vacations were from St. Louis, going to other cities you could drive to, Chicago, Memphis, things like that. I've said before on the show, I didn't see an ocean until I was an adult. I have, to this day, never been to any of the Disney parks, things like that. I've been to both. Right. And I'm not saying this to say, like, oh, whoa, it's me. (laughs) I love I love that look, Pat. It fuels me. <laughs> but I'm not saying that, like, you know, the the worst part of my existence is having never been to Disney. You know what the worst part of Hawaii is? There's no, a- <laughs> no, I really don't. If you want to go back to, like, the 1700s, I can tell you what the worst part of Hawaii was. Getting thrown into a volcano? <laughs> yeah, getting generally stabbed to death? <laughs> There's a time of day when you're a little kid Back and you're when in were... Hawaii and the waves are just too high and they keep knocking yeah. you over. No, the worst That's... part of visiting Hawaii is if you hit them at an era when they're all about mana and not about yeah. aloha. Yeah. If anyone knows their Hawaiian culture, they know exactly what I'm referring to. See, my dad, like I said, he started out as a Brock's candy driver, right? And he would tell stories about how on Halloween... You know, the kids would come around to the different houses and they would give them candy. Here's a little butterscotch thing. Here's a little starlight man, whatever. My dad and my mom, this is before I was born, would sit out on the porch of their house in these lawn chairs, probably have a couple of cases of beer with them, drinking it and talking and stuff. And then the kids would come up and they would be like, oh, hey, that's some cute costume. Oh, look, a little witch, a little ghost. And uh, and my, my parents are broke, by the way. And uh, they'd be like, oh, what's your joke? Oh, I white chicken cross the road, whatever. That's a fine joke. Okay, here's some candy. And then they would reach behind them into these cases of Brock's candy and give them <laughs> handfuls and just, here you go. Whomp, you you just, never got TP, did you? Never. <laughs> okay, because Halloween, Halloween is the neighborhood extortion, right? This is right. teaching little criminals how to extort once a here's, year. Here's my TP story, right? So, Pat, th- this is, you're going to have to contain yourself here because I'm going to tell the story of my neighbors. So oh, he should right. stop furiously yeah. masturbating. Right. So <laughs> my start. my neighbors, yeah. I had the girls. Yes. And uh, there were five of them. I don't know. Four, right. four or five Slow of them. Down. They were my Mormon age. and blonde, I can tell you that. Yes. Oh, no. Aged from my age, whatever my age was at any particular point that I lived there, to 18. I mean, that, that was the range, right? That was my... Those were my neighbors, and they had a swimming pool, and there was a window in my house. I could watch them swim in their swimming pool in their bikinis, which I didn't. I was a late bloomer, I guess. It totally did not interest me. But they were all cheerleaders, too, right? Because they were very popular in school and because they were cheerleaders. And it's sort of the, you know how boys tease girls because they are attracted to them sort of thing? Every year... Another girl in that house would become a junior and a senior in the varsity cheerleader. And get TP. And they would get TP'd incessantly. And I don't mean 
oh, someone would buy a four-pack of toilet paper and toss it up. I mean, they would go to Sam's and they would buy the pallet of toilet paper because these girls were very, very attractive. They were very beautiful young women. And they were also very... Well, they were Mormons. I mean, they were not, uh, how should I say, loose with their morals. Right, right. So they were modest. They were, and, they were modest. Yes. And, but they did have magical thongs. I, would, I don't Hang know on. anything about Narl's it. going, I'm going to move to the four coin I Ching. And Narl says that they are tails, tails, heads, tails. So, and, and like I said, so they were kind of on a pro. Again, the UT is the girl that you're attracted to, but you cannot have. So, I mean, they would just get nuked with toilet paper multiple times a year. My yard, completely untouched. I am so glad that I have, you know, two boys and no girls. Yeah. Just for that reason. Right. Not, well, that's one reason. There's many (laughs) others. Our next door neighbor Mm -hmm. right now, they have, they had two daughters. And when we moved in 10 years ago, the girl was like, she was Mm -hmm. like 11. So I've actually watched, this girl grow up from, you know, 11 to now, like, Legal. you know, to 21 or 21, 22 years mm-hmm. old, whatever. And she's very pretty. She's sure. a very pretty girl. And yes, yeah. every year, my next door neighbor got TP'd and it would spill over on ours. Because and it's they, they not the four trees. toilet rolls. But it's, it's yeah, they, the they would TP because she's, she's a very pretty girl. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God. Yeah. I'm so, so glad I have boys. Here's mm-hmm. how my neighborhood's working out. You so, had the bullies next door that I... No, no, wanted no. to beat up my neighborhood, not 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 my parents' neighborhood. Oh. My current. Well, that's one. not a very interesting story. Oh no, no, I, I'll well, I'll tell that story in a second. But in my current neighborhood, there are a lot of kids. And I defended Dan's honor, sort of. I'll tell it for a second. Hold on. Okay. But these kids range in age from like three or four all the way up to college age. Okay, this is my current neighborhood, and we've lived here ten years, so I've been here long enough to see sure. these kids grow up from. You know, we little things to now be idiots. They're Cer- teenagers. They certainly didn't. We were have all s- idiots when we were. Well, teenagers. yeah, they never really bothered me. Uh, the local kids have never bothered. You had me. a pot tree. Okay. Th- <laughs> I, yes. Oh yes. But here's the thing, though. But they weren't from this. Is I always assumed the local kids probably didn't like me because having an anxiety disorder. And by the way, I'm going to do a whole bonus episode on that at some point. But having an anxiety disorder, I don't socialize much. I I don't bother anybody, but I tend to be very reclusive, stick to my house, stick to myself. And so, I mean, the neighbor kids... You've always said that your podcast persona is very different from your in-life persona. Exactly. Your podcast persona is you're an extrovert and you're outgoing and you ask challenging questions and you challenge people. As someone who's known you for over 35 years, I know that that's not Yeah, that's not who I am at all. And so Carl is out there all the time. Oh, God, no. How long have we known each other now? 35 years, you're correct. Is it 35? Yeah, about 35, 36 years. And Carl is out there all the time. She does the yard work. She's always out there socializing Mm -hmm. with them. She likes being outside in general, even when she's not working. And so all the neighbors and all the neighbor kids know her, but... They never see the old man in the window, like glaring at them. I don't look out the window. I'm like the old man who walks up to the window long enough to drop the shade and then walk away. (laughs) And so like none of them, not dropping trout. None of them know anything about me. And so I just presuppose that I've got to be the creepy neighbor. They've got all these like 
stories about or yes. theories about. And I only came to find out I'm wrong. And see, I've never worried about getting TVs. I have four dogs and four guns. But <laughs> I only came to find out I'm wrong because recently the guy across the street from me who had, who's Catholic, he has no BS here, like five or six or whatever kids. Right. And one of his kids was graduating and they invited Carl and probably just to be polite <laughs> me as well yeah. to their, this girl's graduation party. And I went over there and came to find out that apparently their actual neighbor, not the person across the street from the person living next door to them. He is a complete freaking cock. And so apparently everyone in the neighborhood hates this dude so much that oh, my even on the radar. I fly under the radar because yeah. at least yeah. I'm not like out there. This guy literally no joke. is like, calling the cops on them and, and sitting there in the window, like spying oh on them God. and crap. So apparently just by like being the weird guy, nobody knows anything about I'm flying under the radar. I'm like, you know, everybody's cool with me. Mm-hmm. It's this dude, but okay. So Chad, your story yes. that you were talking about was when I lived at my parents' place, I was an older teen by this mm-hmm. point, And I originally grew up with one set of neighbors to my parents. Oh my God. Right. If you're facing the house, it was the really left. left yeah. Are- And they were the original neighbors I had were really cool, but then they moved out and another family moved in. And at the time, those kids had some serious freaking issues. I say kids, but these were teenagers. They were using drugs, dealing drugs. Let me put in allegedly here or something. But is my understanding actually, Mm -hmm. but I'll go ahead and say allegedly just to be nice. But. You don't want John waggling his finger. Did you buy drugs from them? No. Did you see oh. them sell drugs? But at one point, no. there were no drugs. Ever but at one seen. point, we were having a game at my place, and while my friends and whatnot were showing up, these two kids came out, and the older brother starts trying to egg the younger brother into a fight, and Chad Dan, yeah, and Chad's yeah. like, "Okay, let's do this." He just dropped into a fighting stance. I'm not big into the whole. Thumping your chest. It's just Dude, like, because the one kid was like, come on, man. Come on, man. I can take it. Come on, man. And I'm just like, are we fighting? Yeah. And Chad's like, yeah. let's do this. And just drops yeah. into a fighting stance. Like, we're going to do this. Let's do this. And the kid freaks out. He's like, oh, my God. This guy knows karate and shit. I'm not going to fight him. And blah, blah, blah. And starts freaking out. <laughs> and so the fight never occurs. Uh, well, he, he turns around. So he, they're like talking shit, right? And I'm trying to ignore him. When I pull up, they're trying to take Dan, right? And they were just talking crap. They were yeah. talking a lot of crap. But no, no fists had been thrown or anything. That it was just... does not fly with me. And uh, I'm just like, are you messing with my friend here? Sort of thing. And they're like, I'm going to talk, 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 talk. And I'm just like, okay, are we going to fight or not? Oh, man, I'm going to you up. And then I pull back into a stance. And then they're just like, oh, man, you. This dude does karate, and the other one's like, ah, oh, him up, f*** him up. And, and then I start, in the stance, walking towards the guy. Because I'm going to flatten him and put him on the ground. And they run away up to their house. So I walk up to their house, I start banging on their door. I'm like, I'm here, you want to fight? Come on! Are we not fighting? Yeah, and in What's years, going on? And I'm I, sorry, guys, I'm very confused. Yeah, I just, are, are we fighting? Uh, I just need to know where we're at. And, and I gotta say, look, I gotta give credit where credit's due. In the 20 years since this happened, they've both grown up and they've actually both become really cool guys. They've both really chilled Teenagers out. Teenagers are idiots. Yeah. And then you grow out of Well, yeah, yeah. And they've really chilled out. 
They've Hopefully. gotten off the drugs, allegedly. And <laughs> they allegedly got off, off the, the alleged, alleged drugs. Allegedly. But <laughs> allegedly. they've both become like really responsible, yeah. really nice guys. Like my parents now, and there came a point in my adult life where I don't know how many details I want to give here, but that was kind of where it all sort of climaxed. And since then, it's now gotten to the point where they get along great with my entire family, and they're really super yeah. cool. And it's a really nice family. Did I tell you about the guy I punched with a pencil? I might no. have told that story on this. this no, you've talked about laying out a few people. Yeah. Some of them I was there to see. But So this was in elementary school, and you have to remember, I'm a big guy. I'm si- right now. I'm 39 years old, but I'm six three. I'm 235 pounds. I lift weights. I'm I'm a large person, and I've always been like that. Uh, I've always been taller than everybody else. I've always been bigger than everyone else going yeah, to school. I, I can once again. I can vouch the, for this. The thing is, is that I used to be an introvert, and I used to be very timid. I used to be very shy, and. Until you realize you could whoop somebody's ass. Well, that, and then you were like, I'm out of my shell, bitches. It's like, hey, no. Uh, what happened was is that the bullies, when they got old enough to become bullies, realized sort of the Sun Tzu approach is that you don't fight things that will beat you. You fight things that you can win against. The introvert is someone you fight. And me, I'm double points because I'm bigger than them and they can beat me up. Right. So there was and I, I told the story about this guy named Mike who I pounded, but I won't get into that, but there's this other guy named Matt. We're not talking about me and my ass, right? <laughs> not yet. A little red caboose, <laughs> but there was this guy named Matt and he used to, in elementary school, he used to beat me up. And, uh, there was this time, a dude named Wyatt used to beat me off, but I think that's, I think that's different. 20 bucks that's is 20 still- bucks. 25, 25. So anyway, we're in Chad, this... I have to leave this off the episode. Was that the last name? Yes. Okay. So there was this this guy. It was in a classroom, and we had these eggs. Somebody beat his ass on my behalf. Just putting that out there. Go on. <laughs> he had the, we had these <laughs> eggs that we soaked in vinegar, and then it, it makes them to where you can bounce them. Yeah. You don't need it. It's like a science experiment. You can yeah, bounce yeah. them and something. And so we're bouncing them. And then it's like you're supposed to like write down how long they were in vinegar, how many times you can bounce them, how high you can bounce them, whatever. And then I'm partnered with him, right? And so he's bouncing them, and then I'm writing the whatever statistics down. Thing is, is he's not doing that, and he's pushing me in my shoulder, and he's taunting me. He's just like, hey, mother- hey blah, 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 blah. Yeah, again, I'll f- talk. God talk bores a shit out of me when there's a fight to be had it's just talk 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 i'll just punch you and then we'll be done with it well anyway he's talk 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 he's taunting me he's punching me and punching me and i don't fight back and i'm the shy guy and then all of a sudden i'm I'm writing with this pencil in my right hand and then all of a sudden i see red i turn around i look at him and i punch him right in the face and i forget i have a pencil in my hand and so i stab him in the face with a pencil and I break the point off in his nose. And so he's, ah, and he starts screaming uh, justly. I mean, yeah, he just got stabbed in the face with a pencil. And he starts running and stuff. So I don't really know what happened after that. I don't remember. Years later, we're in high school, and we're in a study hall together, and we're sitting at the same table. 
and we're talking and it's just like hey man you punched me in elementary school i'm like yeah you you bullied the shit out of me in elementary school and he's like yeah i'm really sorry about that i was, I was being a <laughs> dick and i'm like yeah i'm sorry i punched you dude i tattooed his face <laughs> he has a black mark on his nose for the rest of his life where i punched him with that pencil so yeah, and, and then I'm just like you know I'm, he only I'm tried to bully you. me once and I, I when I was a kid I was a little kid yeah I mean most people see me lately know you're I'm tall not, but you're skinny yeah yeah you I'm and not, I are the same height packing some moose knuckle though those shorts are tight <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> but you know I mean I'm not a physically imposing person but I am a tall person right but throughout most of school. I was an incredibly short kid. I mean, I had a massive. Yeah, you sprung up later throughout high school, but through elementary school and junior high, I was a, just a tiny little kid. And in fifth or sixth grade, that same guy that you're talking about, right. he came up, punched me in the stomach fairly freaking hard, mm-hmm. and knocked the wind out of me. I don't know if you guys have ever had a stomach bullet knock the wind out of you. Yes, it is once. really freaky because you can't breathe. You can't breathe. And uh, the one time I had it, I was like, <gasps> I can't. <gasps> Yeah, breathe like it, that. I was panicking. It re- it yeah, exactly. And it really freaked me out. Hit me in my diaphragm. St- it stuns your diaphragm. But there was a guy named uh, Glenn who yep. was fairly large mm-hmm. for his age, and he was not intimidated by this guy, and he tracked him down. Glenn was a good guy. Glenn was a good guy. I, you know, he's one of the few people from my earlier years I've not caught up with as an adult. Mm-hmm. That was a good friend of mine. I really do wonder what happened to the dude because, for as many people, I was sitting on Glenn lived down the street from yes, me, he did, and I was sitting on his porch and with him, and we were talking about whatever the hell kids talked about in the eighties, and it was a bright sunny day in the middle of summer. And then we fell in love. No, we. <laughs> I I looked down the street. The street ran like parallel to his house. I guess like every street. Sure, but anyway, <laughs> perpendicular. But yes, yeah, yeah. I, now that I explain that, that's ridiculous. But I <laughs> I looked down the street, and it's raining down there. It's bright and sunny here. It's raining down there, and then all of a sudden the rain starts getting closer, and then we're watching it, and then the rain goes down the street. And we, we just sit there watching it. We watch it cross us. And it's just like absolutely dry and sunny. And then whoosh, just, yeah, it was amazing. It was but really man, neat. As a kid, I got bullied a fair amount. I had incredibly few people stand up for me. And Glenn was one of the people he stood yeah, up for me when this good guy, guy punched me in the stomach. He, he had a clubhouse in his back backyard. Yeah, he was. I said, I need to track this guy down because it's an adult. I don't know what happened to him. And there's a lot of people that if I was to settle accounts with him, it would not be good. But this is one of the guys I was a still accounts with. It would be in the positive. But every negative experience that I had as a kid, I later have encountered the person as an adult. I have not. And that's the thing. And it's been totally, Dude, hey, man. That's the thing, cool is, man. All the people that bullied me, I have run into almost none of them as an adult. I, I ran into Mike. Sorry, you're going to cut that. <laughs> I ran into Mike dot, dot, dot. Yes. And uh, I might have told this story on the show before but brodor you talk about that moment when you know you realize you're big and then suddenly you're just like oh i break out my shell and i'm not shy anymore and i can beat up everybody i, I had that moment i i had the sort of it's uh, the first spider-man versus flash thompson fight <laughs> did you did you see this fight by the way the one i'm about to talk about if it's the one where you did a ground and pound yes 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 i saw that so 
you know, again, I was shy. I was timid. I got the kicked out of me every single day, multiple times a day. I was beat up all the time. I was very heavily bullied. I think I pulled some bully aggro off of Dan. I was bullied so much mm. um, because Dan, you were kind of a scrawny nerd. So yeah, but the, you're the people that were after you were not the same as the ones that were after uh, me. Gotcha. Wow. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, school, I'm just, I'm just school, school sucked for us. It was, not yeah, it was honestly the, you know, I mean, in some ways, I don't know, man, actually no ways. There are people talking about, man, sucked. I, I, I wish I could like be school. a kid again. No, there, I like being an adult and armed. Yeah. I mean, honestly, between the the various kinds of abuse that I suffered in every aspect of my life as a child, I'm not sure there's anything I would want to go back to. No. I mean, there are certainly, no. I'd like to have summer vacation again. Don't get me wrong. But was, that's really about it. See, I was I was a privileged white kid. I get it. I, but I was beat up every day of my life. And here's why me, by, me growing up poor isn't interesting. Yeah. Because I recognized, even at the time, that we did not have what the other people had, but there was some infrastructure somewhere Mm -hmm. inside the family that I did not see firsthand Mm -hmm. that made sure that we were okay. So even though I grew up poor, not having what the others around me had and recognizing that and being, you know, mocked for that, you know, being Mm -hmm. ostracized for that. Yeah. I didn't have it like a kid growing up in the inner city right. who's no. really, and, really dirt poor. And, and don't get but, don't get us wrong. Dan and I, we grew up in a safe middle class neighborhood. That was it was very safe, but we grew up in a time where if you got the kicked out of you by multiple people beating you. Because you are alone and weak, that's boys will be boys. That's that toughens yeah, you up. There was that's no just, recourse. No, there was no that. That's you and, being. And there weak. are some stories I won't go into because of the. It's like prison yard rules. It's yeah, ridiculous. And there are there are stories I won't go into because of the. There's some people I don't feel comfortable calling out at this point in my life, except to say that. The biggest problem I had is that there was no escape from it. That none. Anywhere I went, I was facing one form of abuse or another. See, and that has an effect. And you on know people, what? You, you know? know what Dan and I's answer to this was. Dan and I's answer to this was not to withdraw, and it was not to become angry or anything like that. Our answer was to surround ourselves with a very good and very loyal friends. Yep. And to create a big tent where everyone was accepted. Yeah, that was our rebellion. And, and, you know, and this is one of the crazy things where it's like, I don't think anything good directly came from the emotional and social abuse that I mm-hmm. suffered for the first. And we both suffered. I mean, probably good 16 to 17 years of my life. Mm-hmm. But I can say that indirectly, you know, there are things where you develop an empathy and a sympathy because you know what it means to be there. And you don't want to put other people there. Our rebellion was to be good to our friends. Yeah, and that's kind because of... Because everyone else was treating us like shit. Exactly, and the culture for the boot kind of comes from that. This mm-hmm. desire of, you know, I don't have to agree with you. I don't have to approve of you. I don't have to even like you right. to say that I want you to feel at peace. To say that I don't want to be to you what so many other people were to me. And I don't know. You know, maybe that's good, whatever. I don't want to sit here and be too philosophically on this episode, <laughs> but 
That's for a very special episode. It's for a very, yeah, and there is a very yes. special Fear the Boot coming where I want to talk about some of the stuff, but it's not this episode. See, I didn't have what you guys had right. growing up in terms of other people bullying you. I did not experience that. Yes, mm-hmm. I had kids that I had trouble with. Yes, I had kids that I had fought with in school. But for the most part, all of the abuse, anything that terrible happened, that happened at home. Mm. Right. And so everything outside of home, that was the escape. Yeah. So going to school. See, right? this thing, brother, I'm not saying it didn't. See, <laughs> I, like I said, there are certain right. things I don't care to talk about but, at this point in my but, life. But on the other hand, on my end, I had two parents who really loved me, but they also worked many, many, many hours yeah. a week. And I was right. alone the vast majority of the time. But but the good thing for me, at least, is that going to school, mm-hmm. I I wasn't big, I wasn't strong, I wasn't powerful, I wasn't tough, but I was that kid that had that thing, that look in his face that you were like, you know what, that kid looks like he's backed into a corner already, I'm just going to stay away from him. And so when people did come over and did harass me and did give me trouble, it got ugly really, really fast. And, you know, sometimes you get your ass kicked and sometimes Sometimes you don't. But if they know that you, I mean, one of the best lessons my father ever taught me is he said, boy, there's no such thing as a fair fight. Mm -hmm. I I completely agree. I I have behaved my whole life that way. (laughs) And when somebody recognizes in a fight that you, as they have their boundaries that they're not willing to cross because it's not proper, it's not noble, it's not right, it's not honorable. And then they're fighting the guy who... Yeah, whatever. I mean, it, okay. You know, if we're going to fight, we're going to fight. And, well, you know, there's, you know, no gloves, mm-hmm. no holds barred, et cetera. And so that, yeah. that kept me pretty, pretty yeah. safe as a kid. I'm going to hold on to that because yeah. there is a, an episode here for the boot I want to do at some point. I don't know when. It could be tomorrow. It could be 10 years from now. But there is an episode I want to do about some of this stuff or I want to get a little more serious. But that's not today. So, Pat, did yeah, you we're way too drunk for that. <laughs> no, you were popular in school. No, you I was. Good time. I, yeah. I was fine. I just, I. I didn't have these problems, so yeah. You were I, handsome. You got a huge dick. Yeah. You were swimming in money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're just like I mean, slamming when, bitches left and right. When you go to uh, the private schools in Europe that uh, Pat did, they just don't have yeah. bullies. Yeah. In fact, they have to pay people to come in and bully you just so you know what the other kids. You are. ever heard of Oxford? Pat has him because it's beneath him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to German space camp. <laughs> On the moon. (laughs) So thank you guys for tuning in. You know what, I don't feel bad for you because I know where you work. Thank you for sticking on this. This episode was like a bull. Like you just had to hold on. You didn't know where the it was going to go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This. this, So when in my party days, we always had like, there's the stages of drunk. There's the happy, silly We've stuff. We've done it, dude. We've come and, down to the emotional yeah, stage. Yeah, this is the melancholy stage. And this stage. is why we need the episode now before we all start falling asleep. Right, because <laughs> after the melancholy stage, people start passing out exactly. or they start sobering up. So and, we need to cut yeah. up now so these guys don't fall asleep on the way home. Mm-hmm. But what I do want to say is, for those of you stuck with us, we will be back to talking about gaming next week. In fact, we have several. We got a backlog topics we want to talk about. Yep. We want to talk about. We we did the Fi Hags people you don't like at gaming. We've got an alternate topic for people we do like at gaming and things we want to see more of. Chad's running was it a Blades in the Dark game? Yep. And he's using a whole AV setup. We want yes, to talk about. I have a GMing battle station. I know. To talk which about. for Chad, this is quite. This is oh, new ter- it's, it's something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about all this. So if this episode weirded you out. I love you, Lewis Murphy. <laughs> wherever you are. 
then I don't know what that even means. That weirded me out. Yeah, I kind of like it. So, (laughs) thank you for tuning in. Have a great week and great games. And we will catch you guys with a much more normal episode next time. We'll be right back.